Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. again at the sex apartment to continue our favorite moments. Today we share some learning experiences, hot moments, funny lines, as well as a few amazing orgasms. Back at the sex apartment. Continuing our best of, for lack of a better term. Yep. We had a few episodes from early in the season on the last episode. Today, I think we're going to dig into... Kind of mid-season. Mid-season stuff. Yeah. But before we dig into that, I do want to remind everybody, call the hotline. Definitely share your stories. Call the hotline. Hotline number once again, Nessa. 844-4-HUMP-DAY. That's 844-448-6732. So when you call, leave a number, leave a name if you'd like, share a story. So if you'd love for us to get in contact with you, also leave your email address so we can reach out to you and set up a time so as we're not calling you while you're walking through the grocery store or hanging out with your kids. Parent-teacher conferences is the best time to get a call. That is a good time. (laughs) Never check your phone during that, especially when your Twitter goes off. Twitter, be sure to check us out. Twitter and Instagram, both are hump day quickies. Hump day quickies. One of my favorite questions to ask our guests is the question, uh, learning moments or most awkward moment. The question where we ask our guests about a learning moment has been enlightening because of many reasons. We, you know, definitely has. We either learn with them or we sit back and we think, yeah, we, had that experience ourselves. <laughs> a lot of the couples that come in here really do a lot of homework before they sit down with us yes. and they will talk for days or weeks planning out what they're going to say. Okay, you tell this story, I'll tell this story. <laughs> yeah. While others come in with more of a well, yeah, we just knew what we were going to talk about. We do tell everybody the questions that we're going to ask ahead of time. So that way it's not like, wait, huh, what? Only one couple has come in here not knowing about the podcast. And we said, as we were talking, they said, oh, wait, you have a podcast. We want to do it. And it's like, all right, well, we're here. Let's here do we it. Yeah. We won't tell you which one that is. Maybe you can figure it out. Maybe you can't. I don't know. There are couples that don't discuss it ahead of time and are a little surprised by what the other brings up. And there are some true emotions that come out during it. Yeah. And it's very interesting to see it unravel in front of your eyes. A specific moment that comes to mind when we talk about this is actually Ron and Holly when um, we recorded with them about their Vegas experience. Now, they did plan this out, so this isn't one of those, oh my God, I can't believe you're talking about this moments. It was fun to watch them relive the moment. And while it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, it, it was still a real life lifestyle experience that happened to them. Yeah. And a true learning moment for both of them. Too, Absolutely. And where... You have a plan of you're going to Vegas on your own. You're going to go to a club. You're going to find Hot, a guy. Sexy. You're going to go fuck him. 
and you're just all I want you to do is tell me where you're going to be and that you're okay. Yeah. Shit doesn't always go as planned. I should preface this with I didn't date around in high school or college. I was not party chick. This just wasn't my style. And so for me, this was like completely new, like to find a random guy to hook up with. Brand new first experience ever. It's kind of late in life to do that. We hung out and then eventually he was like, do you want to come back to my room? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. So were you were you filling him in at home throughout this or, or was this just on your own and then after the fact? So he was texting me just to check in. Um, and I was texting my friend just so she knew where I was. I also lied about where I was staying. So like we use real names, but I didn't tell him where I was staying. The reason that felt safer, but we got back to his room. I mean, we learned that I there were rules, right? I mean, yes. it's easy to say. So there were rules and I, I broke them as far as the problem. <laughs> so it's easy to say there's no rules. It's easy. That flows out of the mouth quite well. And if you've never really sat down and thought about I mean, what are the rules? It's very easy to just say, I don't really care, do whatever you want. You know, it turns out there are maybe some, maybe a couple of rules. Uh, but for me, they were actually about safety. Like they were not about, uh, they were not about sex. They were not about any of that. They were a hundred percent about, I don't really care what you're doing. That's fine. That That's for you to decide. But I do care to know like where you're at, what your plan is next. Just that sort of like. Keep me posted so I know where to find you should something go wrong. Yeah. So I, I think that that was probably the, for me, that was the worst part. It wasn't the sex part. I really, really, truly couldn't care less about that. And frankly, you know, it's kind of a big turn on, right? But, but then not knowing like that two or three hour period of like, you know, Hey, are you okay? You know, that wasn't okay. Which is what happens when our watch dies, our phone dies and we start ignoring it. Um, you're talking about night two though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, there's a second. We're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> so night one wasn't great like we had a fun time but like sex wise wasn't great it wasn't like but he was like I was comfortable overall I was like this is a cool experience it was kind of like boring sex like way more boring than I was used to are you allowed to say that you you can be as graphic as you'd like and I know I was trying to be more graphic boring because of what it was missionary position or it was yeah I was on the bottom he was on the top like that was kind of the the extent of it it wasn't pushed up against the the glass of the this gorgeous hotel that's overlooking the whole city yeah it wasn't like that yeah I think he was nervous too yeah he had not planned on that either so yeah it just didn't have that connection I guess now did he know you were texting Ron or was that were you playing single or was this oh so I told him outside the hotel before we went upstairs I was like look just so you know I have a partner and but he's okay with us we have an open relationship because I was trying to think of the quickest way to explain it and to me that fit the deal and he was like oh okay and I was like uh, okay <laughs> That was it. Right. Okay. All Moving right. on. Because it, <laughs> it's on. Vegas and it's a hot chicken at that point. Yeah. Who fucking cares, yep. right? <laughs> he said I don't care a- if he's okay with it or <laughs> not. It's, what do I give a shit, right? Wait, is he right here right now? <laughs> <laughs> Are you There's sure? no chance he can pull the plug on this, right? We're yeah. good? All right. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, so it wasn't a secret. So then we moved to night two. Two nights later, actually. Same guy? So same guy from two nights before was going to come meet me there and he ended up showing up and the second time around better worse much better worth the second night is definitely better except my back to the second night story my phone died I thought I 
I was probably a little too drunk because I was more comfortable with him. And I'm like, oh, he's, it's fine now. I thought I had sent a text and like I typed half of it, but not sent it. And it kind of turned into an issue with us. But I mean, a very minimal issue. I'm not that guy. So <laughs> you got over pretty quick. I'm not a yeller and a screamer. It doesn't do much for me. I said there were no rules, but, you know, we had an agreement that, you know, that these three things would be met. You know, if this is something we're going to do, then there has to be that, I don't know what you would call it, but there has to be that sort of agreement that if these are the three things we say are going to be met, then these three things are met and there's no gray area. A, a level of respect that would allow you to enjoy it because when you're sitting there worrying about her, it takes right. away the level of excitement. And- oh yeah, for sure. And I didn't really get, I didn't understand that until we walked through that. So that was a clip from episode 14 with Holly and Ron. It really is interesting to hear that raw emotion come out. I think Holly didn't anticipate the feelings that Ron was having. I wouldn't say they're strong feelings. No. But there's there's still... Of concern. It's still a moment that he wanted to reemphasize to everybody here. Hey, when you guys set up these rules, it may not seem important in the moment, but remember who's on the other side of that phone waiting to make sure you're okay because at the same you still have to remember while you're feeling perfectly safe running off to have sex with this guy that you met there's somebody at home going oh shit is she okay why did i do this why did i let her do this oh what if something goes wrong what the fuck am i going to tell her parents so it was a fantastic learning moment correct yeah and in the lifestyle there's so many issues that revolve around safety that we do have to be a little bit maybe more overly concerned so speaking of some learning experiences, one that stands out to me the most or one that I remember fondly because I hope you say what you're about to, I hope, I hope you say it. We were part of this learning experience uh, on the other side was the gas station boner pill. (laughs) Quinn and Mr. J gas station boner pill. Very useful information for uh, male swingers out here. Yeah. And you know, I like to think that we have a very real podcast because we are talking to people in the lifestyle and this is an issue that comes up time and time again. And it's not really frequently talked about because I think men have that ego that they want to continue to stroke. So we don't really discuss it, but it is an issue that comes up or doesn't come up. (laughs) And it's a real thing to be in a position where you have some nerves that you want to deal with. And you're like, how am I going to combat this? And you decide to (laughs) use the gas station boner pill as your way out. It's a real thing. People do it. And during this clip, you'll also get to hear one of our early season chime-ins. Yes. That we have started to phase out because there's only so many things you can talk about. But the good news is there is a very useful chime in during this hilarious <laughs> yet non-sexy moment from season one. Enjoy. She was pretty fresh off of her first full male swap there. And she's like, we're going to find you a female. Like, this is going to happen. We're going to get another couple and we're going to go have a blast. And then as soon as she said that, like the nerves hit me like oh shit, now I have to perform, right? (laughs) So I stopped at a gas station. I I went in and I bought one of those gas station boner pills (laughs) because I was so nervous. I was like, like, you you have to remember that we had gone through a rash for Quinn of guys not being able to keep it up for her, 
which killed her confidence too, by the way. It really does. It, it I'm sure. I mean, I don't know how much you've but had that experience. I, I will. I will make it very clear. 100% it is not you. It is the, gosh, I, it is you in a sense. It's the, I have to step up my game and perform super well because if I don't, then she's not going to want me around. And all you think of is, oh, I have to be hard. I have to stay hard. I have to get hard. And the best way for a guy not to get hard is to want to get hard. Yeah. It's, yeah, you sense. put that in your head and you're like, I'm fucked, right? But hey. Too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> and I've had experience where I'm in the middle of it. I'm enjoying it, right? And then all of a sudden it's like, you're thinking about it now. Um, why are you thinking about it now? Oh, fuck. It's starting to respond to me thinking about it now. So this day was one where I took a gas station boner pill. Um, and I will never, ever do that again. <laughs> we find this couple um, at the club. And we went back to a room. I, I I had my first full swap, and that was actually with you guys. Oh, oh, oh. bonus! Yeah. <laughs> Nessa has my cherry. Oh, true story. Oh, that's right, because Hearts. we found you guys after we did the single male. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. hats oh, off. Great. Excellent. And as you guys know, and we'll tell the listening audience about this one, uh, it was a great experience for us. Up until the very end, because not only had I had a gas station boner pill, I might have overly drank a little bit, just trying to overcome when all was finished there. Um, everybody thought I was having a stroke or heart attack. One of the two. We were very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. I remember everything finishing. And then I remember the room getting very, it was so hot, very warm. Like, I'm not a sweater, and I remember, like, my first time with you, like, I was profusely sweating. Like, it was dripping off of my nose, and I'm like, oh, God, she's going to hate me. I'm sweating so badly right now. And when we were done, I was like, oh, no. And I just remember saying, I don't even remember who gave it to me, but I'm like, is there a trash can? And then I marathon puked for, like, 15, 20 minutes. My face went bypassed red, went directly to purple. I remember the owner coming in to check on me. I, I may have texted her to say, hey, you might want to check and make sure he's okay. <laughs> and, and guys, we, we don't do hard drugs, right? Like <laughs> she smokes a lot of pot, right? The hardest I think thing I do is bourbon and ibuprofen, right? <laughs> that was a unique experience for me, for sure. I, I think it was a, a just an amalgamation of everything, right? You've got the nerves. You've got the gas station boner pill with God only knows what's in it. With all of that was the alcohol and the nerves. And then the, oh, fuck, that just happened, right? And then, because I, I don't know... You know, I don't, I don't know about your guys' first story. I obviously know about hers, and I know how she felt on the way home from that. But it's not necessarily a regret-type feeling, but more of a, okay, so I just, like, that's past the point of no return, right? So then you're in your own head. Like, was that okay, you know? <laughs> All right, so, yeah, she was kind of saying, you know. You got to love that Mr. J and Quinn, they are just hilarious. There has not been a moment we've hung out with them where I haven't had tears coming out of my eyes laughing so hard. I know. They are just great. This also goes to show you that an extremely sexy moment 
that had Quinn squirting all over that room over and over again and Nessa having an amazing time. Yes. The hotness of the story doesn't always come off given other things that happen. We'll dig further into that story later in season two as we continue to talk about our times in the lifestyle. We're going to try to do that a whole lot more during season two. We only managed to get, I think, two or three episodes with our stories in there. We still have a lot of stories to share, so... So we will try to do a whole lot more of that in the next season. That story will will come up. So while learning moments are fun, let's spice it up a little bit and talk about some of the hotter moments that we remember. One of which I would like to point out, Tom and Lauren, where Lauren gets three guys. Not only does Lauren get three guys, but she also gets one hell of a confidence boost, if I remember correctly. Yes. And what was the shocker for me in this story was each guy came twice. Something for you to remember if and when you ever get to fulfill my fantasy. <laughs> but yeah, what a what an amazing woman she is. And I do think that this story has some really awesome merit because she did get a humongous confidence boost from having this experience. And it was super hot to boot. Here's Tom and Lauren from episode 24. Enjoy. Yeah, so one of my one of my favorites, one of my funniest, I guess, was uh, again involved the red bra and panties. It might have been the same set or maybe just a slightly different set. I don't know. So I, you know, had arranged at one point a little bit of a of a multiple guys in her. Um, that's that's kind of been one of her fantasies, I guess, if you will. It's another one of those funny moments with Lauren. Like she just has these little quips that are kind of in her high pitched voice, make it pretty funny. You know, like at one point in time, I'm like, so how many guys would be too many for a gangbang? And she's like, Oh, I don't know. I guess like 10. Right. And I'm like, like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, you've literally been with like three guys in your life. (laughs) And And you're like, I don't know. I guess like 10. So I was like, well, let's start with a couple. Right. So, we started out just kind of chatting the four of us in there and um, she had gone to the bathroom. She's like, Oh, you know, let me excuse myself to the bathroom a minute. And so the one guy kind of leaned in and he's like, well, you know, Hey, you know, if it's cool with you, you know, I'd really like to kick this stuff off and you know, I'm going to be the, and I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I guarantee you she comes out either naked or in her underwear. And he's like, no, no, I'll, I'll start it off. Don't worry. I'll I'll make her comfortable. We'll start it off. I'm like, again, pretty sure she's coming. I think she's got this. She's bored. (laughs) It's a lot of small talk. (laughs) Sure as shit. All of a sudden she just comes walking out and just her red bra and panties. And I just looked at him. I was like, told (laughs) you. Like we're done talking. Yeah. So that was one of my, my funnier ones. And then, so then what is your favorite moment for me? That was probably, you know, just kind of seeing her with, with the three of us, the three, you know, the two other guys and me, because I'll be honest, she wore all three of us out. I'm going to say if this is your favorite moment and she managed to wear all three of you out, I'm going to need a shit ton more fucking details. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, and the one guy runs marathons, like, so obviously there's endurance there, right? <laughs> I think, okay, so, so every single guy came twice. I think I had three. Now. They were done. I mean, I <laughs> We're done. And I'm like, come on, man. Having three at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously. So, yeah. So the, I didn't know a lot about what he had had planned initially. Oh, that night was a surprise, yeah, wasn't it? it was. Oh, that's right. So I forgot about that. I'm kind of glad because I would have totally freaked out ahead of time. It wasn't until about 
maybe six o'clock that evening that finally she's like, okay, so what is it? <laughs> I, I at least need to kind of know what I'm getting to. And well, what were you saying was coming? It just, I just, it's a surprise because she had said, she told me just make it a surprise. And I just figured it was another, like a new single guy or something. Um, that's really what I had thought. So, so I knew about this before she did. You did. You yeah. Probably yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, but I, once things got started, things happened and evolved very naturally. I, I felt. And again, I like when she takes control. And I mean, there was several times where here's, yeah. you know, three guys, all good size, fairly, you know, alpha type guys. And she's grabbing one and throwing him down on the bed and like, come on, let's go. And uh, so that, that's, I think what really for mm-hmm. me has been my favorite part of all of this experience is seeing the confidence she gains, right? Seeing her take control on certain things and, and just evolving, right? I mean, we've all evolved through this whole thing. Um, but for me, it's definitely been to see her gain that confidence and see herself for what I, I've seen her for, for 20 five plus years that that's been the big thing for me is she's kind of evolving into, into a different, different person. I love that Lauren touches on this briefly about the difference in her demeanor between how she acts with single guys versus how she acts in a sexual situation with couples, because she, as we know her, she is not the take charge woman that Tom explains her to be when she is with single guys, which I would love to see. But at the same time, what I know of her in the bedroom is she is very, very sexy and she does many things, but I've not seen her really have that take charge kind of moment. She is a definite let me please you type when she is with the couples. Yes. And it sounds like she is a real fucking go-getter when (laughs) she's with the single guys. Yeah, I love it. I also love the confidence that Tom has noticed that she has gained through this. Definitely. And I don't think it's just with the single guys. I think it's with anyone. I think it's lifestyle in general brings that out in women. I think that the idea that you're turning someone on and that that person is also turning you on is very powerful and works amazingly too improve your self-esteem in certain aspects. What does the lifestyle do for your confidence? Oh, I love when there is somewhat of a, a chase involved with another man. Why It could be in a, a man in a couple or it could be a single guy, but definitely that feeling of being lusted after. Is- I, I definitely see the look in your eye. Like when we're at the club and Tony's Approaching you over and over again, going, let's go back. Do you want to go back? Hey, we should go back. And (laughs) kiss it on you and touching all over you and just making it abundantly clear that. He wants nothing but me in that moment. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yes. And and I can see it in you. And it's, (laughs) I I can see how that can be a good confidence boost. And it's not just a a confidence. It's just something, it it makes you feel good, you know, and besides just being able to walk in with confidence, I think confidence goes so much deeper than what the lifestyle can necessarily do for you. But I think that having people, and I'm not even talking about men, but even women kind of looking at you in a lustful way does something to make you feel good, really. Which reminds me of another favorite episode. Do you You, know which one I'm talking about? I was going to say, if we're talking women, it's got to be Kylie and her eight-girl orgy. (laughs) Definitely. Hearing her talk about 
how that went from just a couple girls hanging out in the smoking area outside to where that turned and how it went for her. Yeah. And especially that being her first night. It, it reminds me of our first night there. It really does. Yeah. Where we're like, okay, we're just going to go. We're going to check it out. We're going to spend an hour here, look around. And next, next thing, thing we you know, know, you're, <laughs> you're fucking at the bottom two of or three different guys. And, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah. It, it is fun hearing how similar experiences can be, yet completely different. It definitely sets that first time excitement that I feel like sometimes you won't ever reach again. It's just like your your first time being there and your first time touching things and doing things, and it it all has that and I will new say, car scent. <laughs> and I will say that when people have this type of a first-time experience, those are the people that come running back to the club as often as they can, hoping to relive that moment and hoping to have it happen again. Yeah. Let's share Kylie's first time at the club, episode 39. With her eight-girl orgy. And, oh yeah, the thing. The thing. So my favorite moment is probably... The first night at the club, which I I think I talked about in episode one or two, but just, yeah, just that opening up and having that first orgy, so to speak, in that couple's room was probably, yeah, the highlight of everything. And how did that even get started? Because I mean, you guys were outside. Somebody said, hey, let's go to a room. Yeah. But to get eight girls to go, yeah, let's all go to a room. I think it was just all the girls that were out there in the smoking tent. We're like into our conversation and we were out there, you know, and I was like sitting on these girls laps and I'm kissing on these girls and I'm touching on them out there. So we had kind of already had gotten stuff going while we were out there. And I think all the other girls were just like so turned on by this, all these girls that were out there and, you know, their husbands were sitting there watching and they were like, oh yeah, this is cool. Like (laughs) we're down for this. So But again, it was during COVID, so it was like we really had a time constraint. It was like getting close to 8 o'clock at that point. If we're going to do this, we're doing it now. And and that's kind of like our our 2 a.m. stuff now where it's like, all right, we've been talking for the last four hours. Uh, It's fun talking, but we're either just talking the night or we better hurry up. Yeah. (laughs) So you guys end up picking the group room probably because, or the couple's room probably because, well... That was the only room open. Oh, okay. That's oh, it was a busy night that night, I guess. Okay. So you head to the couple's room and what happens? So one of the girls in the three-way thruple that we had met, she said to her girlfriend, she goes, well, I'm going to do the thing to her. And the the other girl goes, oh, you're going to show her the thing? And I'm thinking, the thing? I want this thing, whatever it is. I'm, I'm waiting patiently. Continue. So she does the thing. So she's like eating me out and she's fingering me, but like she's doing this thing with her tongue that like no guy can do. I'm telling you, like it was amazing. Um, it was such a great experience, but yeah. And what was this thing? The way that she was just licking around it um, and the way that she was just, where she was fingering, especially because I feel like a lot of men, they don't have what we have. I don't have a vagina and I don't get to play with my vagina to know exactly what feels good in my vagina, which is why every time you're with a girl for the first time, Nessa, and she goes, I just don't know what to do. I always go do what you like done to you because that's probably what's going to work here. And start with that and see what the reaction is. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I watch like how-to videos. (laughs) I I know. 
hey, I want to please these women, all right? Yeah, hey, They're pleasing me. <laughs> I like the way you look at it. And that's that's how I do things. I research things before <laughs> we do them. <laughs> but that was, so that was like the initial start of it. You know, I want to do this thing to you. And then it just became one girl licking one boob and then another girl licking the other boob. And then another girl is licking her pussy over here. And then another girl is licking her pussy. And then the girl on the end her husband is fucking her. There's like just women everywhere. I'm like grabbing boobs. I'm grabbing pussy. I'm just, I'm loving life. I (laughs) felt like Hugh Hefner (laughs) and I was just, that was like a dream experience for me because I had waited so long, you know, to be with women. And I love being with women sexually. Like I almost feel like sometimes I'd rather be with a girl, but then when I'm with a really good guy, then I'm like, oh no, this is <laughs> Oh really yeah, good. I still like that. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy this, you know? Yeah. So I think that's why I like swinging. It's because you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, Everything she says about, she just kind of reached out and there's boobs and pussy. It just takes me back to our first time at the club and being in the couple's room with our orgy, touching, you just didn't even know what you were touching. It was either soft skin or I could tell if it was male or female typically, but it was so much fun. And um, there were so many hands on me in reverse. And just knowing that you were at the bottom of that pile <laughs> and that you were the focus of that pile on a night where you're like, yeah, I don't know if yeah, we're going to do sure. anything. I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's just go. And when we ended up going in the couple's room and I'm like, all right, let's go check it out. And I'm like, oh, wow, she's she's all right with it. Oh, oh, wow. She's naked. Oh, wow. She's <laughs> oh, cool. All right. But still to this day, I am a firm believer that that is not a situation you can plan. It just has to happen organically. We have had by now a couple other situations in that group room that have happened organically. Yes. But they are few and far between in that room. Yes. But yet every time we walk into that room three or four times a night, fingers crossed, hoping something could happen. And no. (laughs) Not no all the time, but sometimes. (laughs) Not all the time. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that really has to happen on its own. There are many times that things have to happen very organically in the lifestyle for it to just be a really fun and exciting experience. But one thing that hasn't happened organically for me has been my experience with Tommy. Ah, the hysteria doctor. Our ropes guy. (laughs) I have had plenty of um, fantasies about ropes, but it was always something that I was very nervous to try. And so you kind of know the other end. <laughs> now, now, when you say this doesn't happen organically, it's because there aren't that many times that you can just randomly end up getting tied up by somebody right, and, and having I, a magic wand worked on your pussy. I think I say I, I think I say it more because it's there's a lot of nerves that I'm combating when I'm thinking about ropes and tying and that sort of thing versus going into a room with a couple where that's going to be more of an ex- organic connection between that party. One thing leads to another kind of thing. Whereas the ropes, I'm in line, I'm leading up to it. I, I know I'm I, thinking about it. I will it. say <laughs> uh, the watching you, am I going to do it? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Wait, should we even go tonight? I don't know if we're going to go tonight. Right. Okay, I'm going to do it. Let's do it. Oh, I can want to do it. And seeing these thoughts go through your head. But at the same time, when you hear the audio that we're about to play, 
<laughs> hearing the pure pleasure and ecstasy coming out of your mouth. It was and, worth it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yes. but yet you still are hesitant every time this night comes up and Yeah, it's it's a big I don't know how to explain it. It's there's a lot of anxiety that surrounds it for me because I love being watched, but I don't want to know that I'm being watched. And then in this circumstance, you know, with Tommy, he's he's putting on, um, you know, a show, a performance. It is 100% a performance. You know, there's part of me that I want to be good. I, you know, I want to give some some people something to see. And I don't want to be the person people walk out of the room on. I can assure you, based on the performances <laughs> you have put on, people aren't walking out of the room. Right. But it doesn't mean that the anxiety is not there. It doesn't mean that I don't I don't feel it internally. It is more overwhelming to think about that circumstance versus walking into a couple's room and being the bottom of an eight-person puppy pile. Just the differences in circumstances, the differences in situations, mentally completely different for me. Well, I end on completely different notes as well. Like the orgasm from an eight person puppy pile may not be nearly the extent that the orgasm from a uh, ropes experience with Tommy would be. I like how you say orgasm like it's only one. (laughs) Okay, orgasms, (laughs) plural. So with that, let's hear some of the Hysteria Doctor's work. Episode 30 with Tommy. Here's some orgasms from Nessa. And then at one point, you encouraged me to go over down by her head as I had been sitting in, in in front of this group of well over a hundred that have climbed into this room to <laughs> mm-hmm. to watch, and you said, "Hey, go over by her, go over by her head." And just as I get there, she's on orgasm three or four. I don't remember what <laughs> at that point. She says, oh, "Stop!" And I whisper in her ear, "Do you really want to stop?" And she goes, "No." <laughs> I you, say, you must have you must have muffled that first stop because I didn't I didn't hear that. No, you actually no, you heard it. You you heard it and you stopped and okay. and it stopped and I I whispered in her, "Do you really want to stop?" And she said, "No." And I said, "Well, then let him know." You said, "More, please." <laughs> More, please. Yeah. And sounds like the me. wand goes back on and. Ah. 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 Ah.
I do remember. I do, <laughs> I do remember that. You go to town at that point again, working the fingers and the thumb, and she starts screaming. Fuck me, fuck me. Yes. And you go on for a few minutes, and you've mentioned in previous podcasts that you're 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 typically a one and done. I am. And two's a lot, and three is way too much. But by this point, we have lost count. Yeah. And so you last another maybe three more minutes. And the and the fuck me, fuck me is usually a, a standard primary, like right before I come. What I say. Yes. Right. <laughs> and then I got to put that in the notebook. Yep. <laughs> notes, notes. And and, and then you came that final time, but you didn't see at this point. Tommy had just run to his cabinet <laughs> and pulled out one more toy. <laughs> he had worked his thumb well enough, and you were by far wet enough that he was about to slide a butt plug into you. Yeah. Just as you said. Mercy. Thanks for joining us for a hump day quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4-HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.